great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Main Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of top culture where everyone has a story. I'm your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC Podcast. This week, my guest is 2018 America's Got Talent winner, Shin Lim. Shin, welcome to the cave. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Congratulations. I was rooting for, I was rooting for you since day one. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> I mean, uh, so how's your life been since you're winning uh, AGT? Crazy. I don't think I've had a day off. So it's been pretty nonstop for me and my fiance. We've been kind of just traveling around here and there, um, doing just a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. So I saw you done Fallon and Ellen. How was it uh, being on those shows? Oh my gosh. Uh, it was always a dream for me to be on Fallon because uh, he's like really picky with which magicians he brings onto the show. So to like, have the opportunity to even be asked on that show is kind of like once in a lifetime, especially for a magician. Um, and so when I was asked to do it, I was like, I, I was, I was just so happy. Yeah. So what the, I want the listeners to get to know a little bit more about you. Uh, on the show, you said you were from Massachusetts. Uh, you know, that's where I, I'm from right now. Uh, how did you end up living in Boston? Um, well, my parents actually moved there when I was younger. So I moved there when I was about 11 and I've been living there ever since. Um, grew up there, went to school there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a kid, uh, what were you? Uh, what were you into? Uh, I I've always had like a super vivid imagination, so I was always into movies, um, into storytelling, into games. Uh, I would always like imagine myself in like either World War Two or like in some sort of fantasy Lord of the Rings type of world and. I don't know. I was just a strange kid, but I, I always had a vivid imagination. Yeah. Um, I also played the piano uh, as a kid and all the way to, to college uh, before I got a couple tunnel. Um, and then I had to stop. But, um, but yeah, that was just kind of what I did before magic. So how did you, uh, so you went from music. How did you transition into magic? Well, magic was always just something I did uh, as a hobby. I, you know, I did it because I was quiet and, and magic was a kind of a great way for me to connect with other people on a different level. Um, I guess get attention because I never got attention. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, uh, I, ended, I started taking it more seriously um, um, after the, the whole carpal tunnel incident. Um, and I guess I was kind of forced into it in a way because I didn't really have anything at that point um, when the piano thing didn't work out so i uh i was like wow i gotta do something with my life and 
you know, people are always saying like, oh, you should do, you should be a magician. Like you should try it out. Like just give it a shot. You know, like it's, it's actually like pretty good. And, and so I did. And then, yeah. And it really worked out well. Yeah. Did you model yourself after somebody? Like, did you have somebody you looked up to in the, like in the magic world? Yeah. Um, these guys, I don't think you'll probably know who they are, but Lance Burton, he's a, he's a retired yep. magician now. He used to be in Vegas. Um, he's so good. Uh, I remember I watched him on YouTube when I first started out and I was like, I want to be like that guy, super suave and cool and like just really good at sleight of hand. And, uh, David Blaine was another huge inspiration for close-up magic, especially. Um, and then, of course, there's also Dynamo and, uh, you know, a lot of the close-up guys out there. Yeah. They're so, big, big inspirations. So you were self-taught. How much uh, time did you spend a day learning magic? When I was um, when I was first starting out, I, I I spent a lot of time, about eight hours a day, nine hours a day. Um, but as time went on, and, and of course with the carpal tunnel and everything, um, I couldn't I couldn't practice as much as anymore. So now I'm going about probably an hour, an hour and a half now wow. each day. Wow. So magic is a you know it's an illusion and it's art of a distraction. Uh, like so, like you say, you practice about an hour and a half a day. Who do you test? Uh, who do you use for like a test audience? Uh, my fiance. I always show her my stuff. Um, I show my friends, my close friends. Uh, I show. I record also myself, and I watch it on, on video. And if I like it, then then it's usually because um, I'm really picky actually with what I do. So I don't usually go hunky dory and do anything. <laughs> yeah. So so magic, you know, it's a. It's more. It's a passion for a lot of people before it comes to profession. What made you decide one day that you want to be like a performer and this is what you want to do for the rest of your life? Um, actually, secretly, I've always wanted to do it. You know, even before I got carpal tunnel, I've always like dreamt of being a Vegas magician or a headlining magician because I just thought magic was so cool. I don't know why. <laughs> don't ask me why. I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And so. Um, but then uh, when the carpal tunnel hit, that was when I was like, oh, my God, I got to actually like take this seriously. Like, I don't have any other skill sets. Like, magic is all I have. And so um, so I went, I went for it. And, 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 and that's essentially when I started my career uh, was, was I was pretty much forced into it because I had nothing else to do. Yeah. And I had to make a living somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so my mom was like, oh, yeah, you, gotta, like, you have five years to, to make a living. If you don't make a living by then, you're out of the house. Like, we're not going to support you. So I was like, oh. So what was, what was your backup plan if if it didn't work out? I didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> what's the so what's a what's the best advice that you've received throughout all this? Um, pretty much to like I guess have a pretty cool head with with everything to always just work with people. Are you talking about AGT or just magic? Magic overall. Oh, magic overall. Yeah. Man, to trust your gut, that's, like, the main thing. Um, because at the end of the day, like, in order to be the best artist that you are, you have to, like, be you. Um, so many times, like, a lot of my friends who have, like, mentors and stuff, the, 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 for me, the downside of having a mentor sometimes, especially just one mentor, is you end up becoming like that person because you learn everything from that person and that's all you know and then you end up duplicating him or her 
uh, like a lot of my magician friends, they have mentors and, and I, I look at the way they're performing and they're not being them, you know, they're being their mentors. And I just feel like the best advice is to always trust your gut and have many mentors, have many sources where you can learn things, whether it be YouTube or books or DVDs or instructional teachers or whatever, like anything, like you just get all the information out there you know, now there's Google, so you can just get anything, any, all sorts of information. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of the day, just make up your own decisions. Uh, and, and that's what will make you special. You know, it's, it's, it's by kind of being you and, and just narrowing certain things down, whether it be like tricks or flights or whatever, it doesn't matter. But as long as, as you feel like you're doing what's right by you, at the end of the day, people will see that. And then I think people will appreciate that. Yeah, I agree with that. So, so uh, AGT, tell us about the first day you auditioned for that and what was the process? Man, that was crazy. Uh, <laughs> AGT, AGT auditions are kind of crazy. It's like a circus backstage. There's just like everyone's just running around like trying to shoot B-roll, trying to shoot interviews and trying to shoot the show as well. And like we're all doing it at the same time and it's really crazy. It's it's, it's pretty tiring, I have to say, yeah. um, and really draining on um, um, and on the body um so yeah so what uh what did you when how did you decide what tricks you wanted to do in the show and how long did you practice those tricks well the uh each each round was actually different so the audition round i only had two months to create that act um when i was coming into uh agt i the first thing i said to myself was i don't want to be a one-trick pony because uh, a lot of magicians that kind of go on that show, I don't know if you noticed, but they have that like one amazing audition, right? Yes. And then, and then the second piece is like worse. And then the third piece is even worse and it keeps going downhill. Um, so that was like the first thing I wanted to do. I told myself, I was like, my audition will be the worst piece that I do. <laughs> and then <laughs> after that, it'll keep getting better and better and better. Like I refused to do my best act first, yeah. um, despite what everyone was trying to tell me. Um, and that's another, and that's like another thing where like, follow your gut. Like, don't. I mean, yes, listen to other people, but at the end of the day, you gotta, you gotta put your foot down and just do what you want. Yeah. Um, and so that was one of the, the main things that, one of the major things that I had to like convince everyone, uh, producers and my friends and stuff. Like, I'm gonna start off with, with my worst act. And, um, and so yeah, I, I just created that act specifically for AGT, I thought of what's kind of the, not the easiest, but you know, what's, what's like the fastest thing that I can come up with in two months. And that was it. Yeah. I remember on your first, uh, on the first episode that you were on, I, after you were done, I turned around to my wife and I said, if he doesn't win this, I am not watching AGT again. Those, <laughs> those were my exact words to her. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank you. Man. <laughs> so, so what do you think is your most difficult magic trick? Uh, I think uh, in AGT or just in general? Uh, both, I guess. Okay, uh, in general, like, I have a couple of really difficult flights that I would never perform for people because it's just too difficult. Um, it, you know, only I can do it for myself, and then that would be it because if I ever did it for people, I would mess up because it's just simply too difficult. Um, and on AGT, the, the, the most difficult one was for sure the finale of Heath. And the only reason why it was so difficult was because it was created in like two days, three days. Wow. And I only had, yeah, I only had about, I think 
it was only an hour before the actual live recording that I finally got to see the whole act as a whole from beginning to end. Wow. Because before that, I didn't even, like, there were so many different things that hadn't been created yet. Um, and so it was just, it was just kind of crazy. Um, and I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so scared. I don't know if you could tell, but like my voice was shaking during that performance. Oh yeah. Which, uh, which judge do you think gave you the best advice on the show? Definitely Simon. I mean, he's, he's kind of the guy that got me, that kind of sparked my, sorry, uh, that kind of sparked my, I don't know, that inspired me, sorry, to create that finale piece. Okay. Because um, he was kind of saying, you know, he, he wants to see me kind of step away from the table and do something a little bit bigger. And so that kind of gave me that idea for the floating cards. Um, and and I'm glad he made him glad he made me do that because I think that's kind of what changed the game and, yeah. and really helped me uh, win the show. Yeah, I agree. So what do you think is the most rewarding uh, part of being a magician? Definitely the reaction. Because I think magic has such a strange type of feedback from the audience. Most shows, it's always applaud or cheering or streaming, you know. But magic, there's always, it's, it's almost like a movie. I, I like to relate it to movies all the time because only magic can you get a reaction where it's almost like a scary movie, right? When they're like, say, an audience is watching a scary movie and then slowly there's some pause, there's some silence, and obviously. Uh, something happens, right? The, the the monster scares them and they all freak out and they all jump in fear. Or there's another one where uh, it's, it's a mystery movie and at the very end, like it kind of blows everyone's minds with, with an unexpected ending. And that's the exact same reaction that you can get from magic, which is something you can't get from any other type of art form, whether it be like musicals or singing or whatever, yeah. dancing. So what are, what are your future plans now? Um, I'm definitely going to try to do a North American tour for sure. Uh, I know I want to be able to go around America and just, I know, cause I know like I'm getting all these messages from fans from all across the U S saying like, come to the city, LA, blah, blah, blah. So I know I have to do um, a North American tour for sure. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to kind of decide which venue in Vegas or Macau or any like Vegas type city yeah. that I want to. I call my residency is. Yeah. When are you supposed to start the Vegas thing? Uh, well, so I have the AGT winners Vegas show, um, November 1st to the 5th, sorry, November 2nd to the 5th. Um, but then after that, I'm, I'm going to also have a, a residency. I don't have, I don't have like a solid plan on exactly which ones. I do have a couple of offers, but, um, it's just a matter of like deciding now. Yeah. So, uh, I read online that you've also spent some time with Penn and Teller. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I did the Penn and Teller Foolish uh, TV show, which actually they're doing their season six now, season seven, which is really incredible. Really happy for them. Um, such an incredible show for Magic. And I got to hang out with them backstage after the show. Uh, and also, I also got the headline for their show because, so as a prize for winning, you get to headline their show. Okay. Um, which is awesome. <laughs> So I got to headline their show for a day. Wow. Um, and I got to hang out afterwards. And, and they're really nice guys. Super yeah. chill. Yeah, I mean, those guys have been around for a long time doing magic and comedy. Yeah. I mean, they're the best. Yeah. They really are the best in Vegas, I think. So uh, you're going to do the tours. Um, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners before we end this? 
<laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to be doing The Illusionist on Broadway uh, from November to December. Uh, Sorry, January. All right. And, so, uh, yeah, if you want to check me out on Broadway, then uh, come see me then. All right. And how can the listeners find you on social media? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm mostly on Instagram, so at ShinLimMagic, um, or on Facebook slash ShinLimMagic as well. All right. I want to thank you for coming on. This was a blast. Oh, no. Thank you so much for having me.